we go live in three, two, one. Guys, this is the Will and Cody show. We appreciate you guys listening. We're actually going to do things just a little bit different this time. We've got a topic we really want to kind of hit home. Uh, and if we think it's going to take a little bit longer than just one episode. So we're probably going to do it two parts, maybe even three. We'll just see how far we go. Um, yep. But it's kind of about teaching your kids about personal finances. And uh, it might be a little weird seeing that Will and I don't have kids. Um, but yeah. it's such an important <laughs> topic to us. Um just knowing and understanding personal finance at an early age. Um, I mean, we were taught fairly young. Um, I, I get, you really can't be taught too young, really, this kind of stuff. But uh, we just, I kind of personally just kind of took advantage of, or not advantage, but just kind of took for granted what I had been taught and then just how it applies. And I was like, wow, people didn't get this. People didn't get this in school. It's not taught in public school. It's not taught in, you know, it's just not really a thing that people talk about. And so we just thought, you know what, let's maybe give some advice out to some parents, maybe some people that may have some kids in the future. Maybe it'll just help you in general. Uh, just some ideas and tips and thoughts that, that we think could help you maybe teach kids about personal finance uh, from what we've ta- been taught ourselves as, chi- as kids. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, just some other things that we've kind of come up with. Yeah, this topic was uh, kind of suggested to us uh, by my wife, actually. Um, so I was asking her, you know, what would be helpful topics for us to cover on the podcast? And so even though Cody and I aren't parents and we don't have kids, um, we still thought it'd be um, at least helpful for us to give suggestions to parents um, on maybe some ideas. And we can kind of help uh, you brainstorm a little bit on ways that you can go about um, teaching your kids about money, or if nothing else, just encouraging you on the importance of it and kind of some key principles that you can use uh, with that. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things that makes this so important and uh, what you said, Cody, is that this stu- is, isn't is stuff that's being taught in most schools. Um, I know some, you know, maybe like private schools may have a little bit on, you know, uh, personal finance, but it isn't covered um, enough in a lot of our school systems. And so, uh, what we would say is that would need to be supplemented then um, by the parents. And so hopefully if you're going along this uh, journey yourself of learning more about personal finance, or maybe you've been doing it for a while, um, it just encouraging you to, you're going to need to be the one uh, to train your kids in that. Um, so it's very unlikely that they're going to get that somewhere else. They're usually just going to get bad habits from other places on you know, just the um, uh, consumer uh, kind of mindset and it's all about possessions and things and you need to just go and make a bunch of money so you can be rich and and uh, and buy a bunch of stuff um, instead of getting some good solid principles um, on how they can actually handle their money, how they can actually grow wealth um, and how they can manage the resources that they that they have um, or the income that they're that they're given. So I think, you know, encouragement to parents out there that this is going to need to come from you. Um, so I think a lot of the stuff that Cody and I are talking about will hopefully help you along your journey, but we didn't want to leave it out that you can also pass this along. So even if it isn't your kids, maybe it's your grandkids, um, maybe you, you pay, you, you know, you kind of play a um, parental role um, in kind of guiding others. Um, so think about that as well. And so this is what reason we wanted to do this series 
And originally we were just going to do one episode, but after kind of drafting some ideas and thinking through things we wanted to cover, um, it just became clear that there's a lot of uh, stuff that we could mention. And so that's what we're going to um, break it into uh, multiple um, podcasts, probably space it out. Um, uh, but you'll see it intermittent where we'll come back to this topic um, and continue on the ideas. Um, so, Cody, the first um, thing that we wanted to cover, I didn't know if you had any additional thoughts on why is it so important to teach kids um, about personal finance or how to um, manage their money? Why is that so important? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of covered it, but um, uh, I do want to highlight one, real quick. I mean, kids are kind of being advertised and marketed to a lot with yeah. um, I mean, kids are on social media now. You know, you get on YouTube kids and there's ads everywhere of like the next toy, the next video game, stuff like that. And so, you know, the, those marketers, those businesses, they don't really care. They just want to make a profit. And so, you know, we live in a very now generation, more now so than when I was a kid. I mean, mm -hmm. we had to wait. You know, if we wanted to order something, we had to open up a magazine, ask mom to call, you know, give the credit card information and then wait about four weeks before it to come in. And uh, now, you know, it's it's almost two hour shipping. It's insane. So nothing wrong with that. That's really a, a great, you know, technology, great thing that that a tool that's there. But if we show kids that things are instant and instant gratification, that becomes an issue, in my opinion, with personal finance. So we have to be careful with that. And we want mm -hmm. to give some good habits. You know, there's there's always going to be bad influence. But if you can instill good habits, they tend to overrule those those influences so when it comes to just the importance i mean if you can handle your personal finance if you can handle money you can handle a lot of things so this can go to more than just money and uh, so i think mm -hmm. it i think it's just to, using money as a tool to teach how to become independent and we can get into that kind of towards the end um when we get kind of already get a little bit of a foundation going, but that's kind of the goal is, you know, as a parent, you want to make it where your kids can just handle life without you. And so the mm -hmm. best way to do that is to teach them how to handle the ultimate tool. And that is money. Uh, so why that's important. It's, it's the tool that we use. It's the um, way that we pay our bills. It's the way that we, take care of our kids. So I think it is probably the most important tool out there right now. And therefore we need to really make sure our kids know how to handle it. Yeah. I mean, you can't avoid it. I mean, you're going to um, interact with it in some level. Um, so no matter where our kids at, they're going to see, you know, money being a big part of life. I mean, you know, right now in the, the day that we live, you need it to live, right? I mean, you need to buy, um, you know, buy food, you need to, you know, pay for where you're living. Um, so you can't get around it. So I think you want, need to make sure that you're setting a good foundation for them, as you mentioned, as they grow up. And so one thing I did, you know, kind of want to start out talking about is I think we can get a little, um, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but we can be worried about like, how am I going to teach all of these different concepts uh, to a kid? And you know, I know some parents maybe wait until their kid is older and then they feel like they got to share all this information before their kid, you know, um, you know, gets out of the house or goes off to college or whatever they're going to do. Um, so what I want to say is that you can focus on sharing principles first. And then once, you know, as a kid gets older, you can increase then the knowledge of, you know, maybe actually what's going on. So there's a lot of cases where, you know, you don't have to teach 
you know, you don't have to sit a kid down and say, okay, here's what opportunity cost is. And like a kid's not going to, not going to care. But depending on the age level of the kid, you could teach a principle about opportunity cost. And so I think uh, being creative and thinking of ways, um, you know, to implement those principles can help a kid then later of like, oh, when they learn about what opportunity cost is, oh, I've been doing this for, you know, a while. Yeah, it's just you can do one or the other. You know, it's simple options like that um, uh, that you can train kids. So I think start at the principal level that you want them to learn. And then as they get older, you can increase that complexity. You can add more elements to it and you can dive deeper into each topic. Um, so you don't have to feel like you have to wait until, you know, a kid's about, you know, in high school, um, you know, or, you know, getting into college. Um, and then you have to teach them then. I think you could get started much earlier, um, you know, once a kid, you know, can really start understanding the basic principles. Um, and so I see, you know, I'd say you can get started then and then slowly build upon it as they get older. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of your regular training that they're, you know, that they're going through or your regular instruction of them. Right, right. It, think of it like, um, you know, you don't teach algebra to five-year-olds, but you do teach them what two plus two means. So you got to get those... Exactly you know, those building exactly. blocks at small foundation and, and kind of grow from there. So um, I think if the parents have an understanding or the guardian or whoever it is is teaching, have a good understanding of finance, then it'll be easier to, you know, break it down into more simpler topics like, um, you know, just the idea of, of working or doing something and then getting a reward, kind of that transaction where, mm -hmm. you know, you do something that, benefits someone else or or is helpful but then there's this ticket of appreciation whether whatever that is you know i think that's the building block of of all trade and so that's basically what money is um i've heard that money is just certificates of appreciation with president's faces on them and uh, if you think of it that <laughs> way then you can break it down in a way that maybe the kids can understand that it's like hey you know uh if you if you do this for me i get you this little lego set or something like that it's like, uh, they understand what that means. I did something, I get something out of it. And, uh, you know, it's a good, good, you know, punishing tool too, but we're not going to talk about that. But, uh, right. as far as money, right. If you can slowly show, okay, now that can be bought, traded with this piece of paper. And so, uh, you know, that kind of, that kind of building block is, is what you have to be thinking. So I think it's very important that, um, the parents or whoever it is teaching has a decent understanding of personal finance before trying to teach this stuff. Because I think one of the major problems is we don't teach our kids personal finance because we don't get it ourselves. And mm. you know, that's, yeah. you know, and we, we should be teaching it in schools in my opinion, but it might be hard to find some people that actually know what they're doing and to teach it. So, you know, there's a big problem in America of, of people just not handling money correctly I mean, there's crazy statistics out there. So definitely mm -hmm. understand this stuff yourself first. And we've got so many resources for that. Um, if you have any questions, you know, you can reach out mm -hmm. and ask us. Um, but uh, let's get into um, the topic of work for reward. Um, I mean, that's mm -hmm. basically what a job is, right? We, we mm -hmm. put in some hours, we do some stuff, whatever that talent is, that trade that we've learned, we get in a reward, which is our paycheck. And of course, there's taxes, but we can get into that later. One thing my dad used to do uh, is if we did something, uh, maybe we were 
you know, we behaved well or something like that. He'd say, Hey, we'll go get an ice cream after church or something like that. And so he would buy us all like an ice cream cone. But then as, cause we'd be in the drive through And so he's the first one to see yeah. that ice cream cone. And he would, you, I'm sure your dad did this too, but I mean, he would take the biggest bite. It wasn't a lick. I mean, he yeah. took the curly part of the Dairy Queen cone yeah. and it was gone, like half of it. And he's like, that's your taxes. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, you, tax. you pay your tax before you, you get paid. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good, pretty good tool there. Um, I did that to my brother. Yeah. He didn't appreciate that. He fought back, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, nice. that idea of like, well. you know, work for reward. Um, I think that's the major, you know, building block there. Yeah. I think that could be one thing you could start out with. Um, I think it's something, you know, basic, um, uh, you know, I think to an extent teaching them this thing, you know, trying to instill that hard work does pay off. And or at least incentivizing the relationship between um, doing work and then receiving a reward instead of um, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Um, but one thing that I think would be helpful, let's say a kid wants something, so wants to get a toy, um, you know, or buy a game or something like that. I think it could be helpful to start with the connection instead of I'm going to ask for this game or whatever instead giving an opportunity to do something to earn the money to then pay for that game so that then they connect i want something what work can i do or what way can i get to get the money to get this thing rather than just every time i'm going to ask somebody for it or hope it just gets given to me does that make sense yeah. i don't know if i'm explaining yeah, yeah, that yeah. well enough but i think it's you know instead of kids having a mindset of you know, and for a time, I, you want to be generous with your kids. I'm, I'm not saying you, you know, make your kids work for everything, but at least to some extent, give them the principle of like, all right, if you want something extra, like, you know, an extra game or an extra toy, um, you know, it might be something where you could work or, you know, do some different chores or, you know, whatever you want to do around the house or later on, you know, I think it's one topic that we may or be, maybe you're going to cover later. But even starting to get a little entrepreneurial with, all right, you like doing this, you know, could you could you make some money doing this as well? Um, and trying to get them to see those opportunities in everyday life. So then it's like, oh, I want that thing. What work can I do or what idea can I create to be able to get that thing rather than just sitting and hoping that it, you know, falls in their lap? Kind of getting kids to realize that relationship of, oh, if I work hard, OK, then this is the reward that I can earn. Um, and so, you know, I think you can start tying that as an, at an early age, um, and then building upon it later to where it's like, oh, I want to do stuff. I want to live. So I guess I need a job because that's eventually the thing, right? I mean, mm -hmm. um, unless you're going to be self-sufficient, it's all right, there's things I want to do. I want to live somewhere. I want to buy groceries. So I need to work right now, you know, or you right. need to come up with some way to either, you know, get those things, you know, get those resources you need. Or, you know, I'm not saying it's necessarily a job if you want to start a business, things like that. But there's got to be something you need to do um, to get those things. So I think teaching them that principle early um, could be a very, you know, simple one to start, start yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, super early age, too. I mean, you could do those kinds of transactions, you know, with a two or three year old. And they'll, they'll get it. And, you know, the older that they'll, they'll get, the more the complex it can be. Maybe you can do a little bit more work. It's like, hey, you know, let's go rake some leaves. Let's go pull up some weeds. We did that a lot when I was a kid. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, if there's something they really want, let's say like, 
you know, it's not Christmas yet. It's a couple couple months from Christmas. And they really want something. Um, have an open mind about um, them asking them, hey, what what do you want to do? Like, what's something you could do? Ask mm-hmm. the question. What's something you could do to earn that? And let them negotiate a little bit. Let them say, well, hey, I could do these things. And you could say, is that really worth it? You know, I think mm. this is a pretty expensive item here. You know, we, we got to do right. a lot more than that. Or maybe it's, hey, that's, you know, that's too much. They need to eventually start learning the value of things. And that's, that's something that's very difficult to, to understand. Mm. There's entire, you know, it's a, there's, there's degrees in this stuff of learning what things are worth. And, uh, but that, that right. idea of, hey, what, it, what is it worth to mom and dad? What is it worth to, you know, just in general, hey, understanding like why this is an expensive toy, why I may have to wait mm. for it, why I may have to put in two weeks of work instead of one week, stuff like that. Um, definitely start incorporating mm. that. You can still incorporate that at a pretty young age. I would say probably four or five at least. Um, so it's something to definitely think about. It's kind of, you know, nothing wrong with negotiating, you know, don't, don't argue with mom and dad. Uh, but, you know, it's nothing <laughs> right. wrong with a little bit of, hey, why not I do this? Hey, why don't I throw this in there? Hey, why don't I trade and a toy that I already have or try to, you know, give it away or give it to somebody else, you know? So some stuff like that, I think would be a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of that is just problem solving, right? I mean, mm-hmm. teaching your kids how to evaluate something and come up with solutions like it, you know, that can translate to so many other things of, you know, later on, it's just, okay. You know, instead of just settling that, okay, I guess I can't, you know, do that thing. It's like, okay, think about it. What, what way can you do it? Um, and so I think that, um, can really help later, you know, instead of just accepting how things are, teaching them to think critically and just, okay, how do I make it work um, with what I have and what can I do? Um, I will say, I, you know, just thinking about, um, you know, this, this principle, like just growing up, um, you know, I don't remember um, a lot of our parent, my, my parents just, um, you know, if we wanted something, they were very generous with us. Obviously, we didn't need, you know, we didn't lack anything. Um, but they were very generous on like birthdays um, and Christmas, getting us stuff that we wanted. But I don't remember a lot of other times where that occurred. Usually it was, you know, okay, you got the birthday and Christmas stuff. And then if you wanted, you know, if you were looking at something else, um, you know, throughout the year, it was, okay, what are you going to do to get that thing? Or are you going to wait for the next birthday or Christmas? Um, you know, and then possibly get it then. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it was incentivizing, incentivizing us to think of our own, um, you know, solutions. And so, you know, if it was doing extra work or, you know, as you mentioned, maybe selling, um, I remember doing that a lot, like yard sales, you know, Mm -hmm. whenever we'd have a yard sale, I'd have the opportunity to sell some of my stuff. And then I could use that to go buy, um, you know, more stuff that I wanted. So, you know, there's a lot of simple things I think you could start out, um, you know, doing with that. and you know, that kind of leads us into, um, you know, a discussion of an allowance. Um, and then as the kid gets older, if they want to get a part-time job, you know, while they're, you know, still in the house and in school. Um, and I know, you know, people, everyone has their own kind of principles with this. So I won't nail down like, this is how you need to do an allowance. Cause obviously I don't have kids. So this is just a <laughs> recommendation. Um, but I know some, uh, some people will do an allowance for chores. So they'll say, okay, you do these regular chores, you receive this allowance and it's tied to that. So they mm-hmm. don't do, you know, the chores, they don't get the allowance. Um, 
And I also know other people that say, well, I just want my kids to do chores because they live in the house. We do a lot for them. It's the least, you know, expected thing. So I know some people that the the chores that they do are just because they live there, you know, just because you're living yeah. in the house, you do chores to stay there. But the allowance is just kind of a, um, you know, a learning tool to give them a little bit of money to, you know, buy things that they maybe want. Um, so either way you want to go, those are two options, um, you know, for allowances. And then if they, you know, if there was extra work, as we've talked about, that the kid wanted to do, you know, you could incentivize them with that as well. If some extra things on top of regular chores um, where they could earn extra money, mm -hmm. maybe it wouldn't be like a set allowance. It would just be based off of the work. So, you know, I know there's different thoughts with that, but I think, you know, an allowance or work for, you know, uh, paying them. Um, rewarding them for chores could be another, uh, you know, another way to incentivize it. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Cody? Like yeah, allowances? Absolutely. I don't know what you had growing up, um, you know, or what kind of used. A lot of things, a lot of phases my parents had as far as the allowance. Um, for a while, they, they were like, hey, you know, chores are kind of the, you know, I pay for everything. You should just do chores. It's kind of how it right. works. Yeah. But um, yeah. so they did a little bit of a hybrid of what you were saying. It was, you get your base chores that that were just there just to survive, just to live. You know, as a kid, you're like, I got to yeah. do this so I can eat. You know, that's what we were thinking. Yeah, at least. And uh, and then there were other beyond chores. There were special chores and they were usually mm -hmm. the worst. Uh, we didn't yes. want to clean the toilets. Right. They want right. to take out the trash. Although that was a base chore for me and not the other siblings. But, you know, same. That's fine. Whatever. Same. <laughs> so. uh and there you could you could earn that um, little bit extra. And it wasn't a lot, but there was, you know, something there, something, you know, a couple of bucks as a kid. That was that was pretty cool. And um, over time, my parents started to give a little bit more, especially as I got older, um, as just like a, it was almost like a salary. Like they'd said it was a salary. This is your salary. Hmm. You know, and it wasn't a lot. It was, I think it was like five bucks or something like that, but it was, it was, Hey, you're going to get this, but I need you to continue your work, your chores, right? Mm -hmm. This is here. Cause it's your salary, but you still have responsibilities. And if we see that lacking, we may have to go back to a old system. And then there mm -hmm. were the incentives to do, to go beyond, but that I would need to negotiate. I'd be like, mom, dad, you know, there's, there's this thing like I really, really, really would like what could I do to, to get it maybe sooner? Cause it, you know, I'd do the math and be like, Oh man, I got like five weeks, 25 bucks. Like, you know, that's five weeks of work. That's a lot. What, what can I do to speed this process up? Yeah. We can, we would negotiate. Right. And, um, but over time it, it grew even more, but as it grew, the responsibilities <laughs> and the chores that we had grew as well. So mm. when I was like, almost a teenager I had, I think it was like $10 a week. And then of course this also was my dad owned a business. So this depended on if he was able to afford this or not. If we had tough times, you know, we wouldn't be able to, to do something like this, but mm -hmm. there was a, a good year we had and dad was like, sure, well, you know, I can do this. And so I would get like 10, my sister would get like five and my brother would get like two. Cause he was like younger. Yeah. But my parents would not pay for almost anything. They would pay for the base stuff. There was food in the kitchen. There was, you know, a bed to sleep in. There was TV to watch, but that was it. 
If you wanted anything, anything beyond like even going out to eat, they'd be like, you got to cover that yourself. And so mm-hmm. I remember us like as kids, like negotiating, trying to figure <laughs> out like how we're going to be able to go out to eat with mom and dad. And so one time I uh, remember this vividly. They were going to a pretty nice place and we really, really wanted to go. And so we convinced mom and dad to let us go to like Walmart and buy a 12 pack of Dr. Thunder because we wanted nice. soda. And we nice. took those cans into the restaurant and Taco Bell that we bought so we could nice. be with mom and dad. So mom and dad are eating like Chinese or sushi or whatever it was. And we were having Taco Bell. They were not appreciative of that, but my parents were very happy with the decision we That's had made because we wanted to spend time with them but we had to make some compromises and so it's a really this things like that that i remember in my brain that's like it's that idea of hey we got to figure this out this is something we really want to do let's take the tools and resources that we have and let's figure this out and that's something that you it's just so invaluable to kids and is mm. you know if you can find those kinds of opportunities for your kids to be able to do that kind of problem solving to make things happen definitely incentivize and and try to push them in a way where they can come up with conclusions like that. Yeah. 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 I think that's, um, you know, a cool thing, even I I bet for your parents, like to see you guys problem solve in that way, even if it's eating Taco Bell in a very (laughs) nice restaurant or whatever, you know, with your Dr. Thunder, um, you know, but at least getting you to think about that, about, you know, Hey, if you're going to want this thing, what are you going to, what are you going to do? Um, cause it's, I think it, it puts the power and the responsibility actually in, on the kid's shoulders, um, mm-hmm. you know, when you do that. So when you make it up to them, um, then it's on them of what they would, you know, what are they going to do, um, you know, to earn it. And so I think there's a level of responsibility to that as well, um, that you can increase as they get older. Um, but they get to manage that, you know, whatever they want to do, um, you know, in that realm, they can, um, kind of make the best of their situation. Um, uh, you know, so I think teaching them to manage that income as well as, you know, the income versus expenses ratio of, you know, how do you balance out, as you mentioned, you know, your allowance versus the things you wanted to do that month, mm-hmm. um, and, and trying to find that balance. And I think that carries over into when they get a job because it'll be the same thing. I mean, they'll just have increased expenses and hopefully increased income, but they still have the same issue of how am I going to make it work every mm-hmm. month with the things I want to do and the things I need, you know, and then the income that I have. Um, another, you know, um, point I'll make, um, is for, for those that are like, Hey, I'm struggling like budgeting already. I'm not going to pay my kids an allowance. You know, <laughs> if they're not bringing in money, they're not getting anything. They're just <laughs> doing chores for that. Um, so I say that's fine. Like if, if it's, you know, you don't want to, you know, uh, give them an allowance, because either times are tough or you're just like, no, I'm not paying them for doing, you know, the chores that I expect them to do. Um, then another good alternative I'd say is I have heard people of using point systems or like fake money, um, mm-hmm. you know, like monopoly money or just, you know, a, um, a kind of a virtual, you know, fake currency. Uh, and using that to incentivize and use the same principles. So instead of, um, you know, maybe something they want to buy, you know, you could reward them with stuff like time or privileges. And then they have to, you know, they can earn those points and spend the points on certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that is an alternative you could bring into it. Um, 
you know, if they're really starting out and you don't want to give them actual money, you could teach them some of these same principles without the money. It's just, you know, give them some monopoly money or, you know, give them just tell them what their point totals are and what they can spend. Um, but I think you can be creative with this if the money is an issue. Um, you know, if you don't want to actually involve real money, I think you can still teach the same principles. You just have to kind of be a little more creative with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like in kindergarten, I remember like having stars, you know, hey, I could have right. got like five stars, you know. So I did. I was doing pretty good that week. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I really like the point system. Uh, my parents actually used a point system when I was super young um for a little while uh, as a period of time to try to teach me they did it part of the part of the homeschool curriculum i was doing at the time um but i really like point systems because you can start really really young and you're still teaching like what an allowance is and i still think like when your kids are getting to their preteens and teenager years you should probably put some real money in their hands somehow even if you can't afford mm -hmm. it maybe try to find some work that they could do for other people you know, mowing mm -hmm. some lawns. I remember doing that, you know, doing some other stuff just mm -hmm. to try to get some real money in their hands. Cause you know, there, there is a, it is a difference between, you know, exchanging currency within your family versus actually going out, making actual purchases and, and having that interaction. Yep. But I think there's something valuable to have like a family currency, just something that, you know, you give out to your kids through incentives, through chores, which, whichever, and then they could purchase things like video game time or a special snack or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. I remember as I think I was like five years old and my parents had a little checkbook that they gave me. I remember like waking up one morning and they just said, here's your checkbook. And then they wrote a little number on the, on the piece of paper and said, that's how much you have. And so then mm -hmm. they gave me another piece of paper and it said, these are the things you could buy. And that day, or I think it was that week I had to buy everything with the money that I had. And so I'm like, dude, like I could buy like a couple hours of video games, but then I was looking, I was like, Oh, but I want breakfast and there's egos, you know? And then I'm yeah, like doing the math the in my egos, head as a kid. Yeah. It's like, this is the first time I've had to like make hard decisions. I mean, I got the math numbers going everywhere. Right. And, uh, and, uh, so I remember that and I would have to write the check, give it to mom. That was actually the first time I ever learned how to write a check. And, uh, I actually still remember how to, even though I don't do it a Thanks. lot. Um, yeah. And uh, we'd give it to mom and mom be like, okay, sounds good. And then the transit transaction would happen. Here's your 30 minutes of TV. Here's your, you know, whatever. And so um, that was a really cool thing. Cause you would, I'd still get, you know, regular dinner, regular breakfast. You wouldn't let me starve. But if I wanted something right. special, I had to write the check. And right. uh, so that's something that I think families could, could do. I think there's apps that lets you do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If not, go get some Monopoly money or go create your own family currency. Go put your faces on it. You know, it's like the 20 yeah, bucks has got dad, the 10 bucks got mom on it. You know, something like that. Make it fun and make it um, something that the parents also get involved with. Um, I think that would be important for the kids. And so that's yeah. that's something you could do at a young age. Um, yeah, I think if we were accurate, the the dad would probably be the one dollar bill and the mom yeah. would be like 100. I think if we're accurate in, yeah, if we're in accurate. the value. As far as value of the <laughs> um, family. Yeah. Value of the family. But yeah, I think that's a good idea of like, you could make it a fun family thing. Um, and then I think definitely as a kid gets older, you know, you want to bring in the real, um, real currency. Cause I think that the things that they'll be interacting with, um, you know, will be like, as a kid starts driving, 
you know, they're going to have to pay for gas. So it's kind of yeah. hard to say, all right, here's your points for the day. It's like, no, I need <laughs> to pay for gas. He walks into um, QT and it's like, what do you mean? I got 30 dad bucks. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's not going to, not going to fly. So I think, you know, for those early stages though, if you don't want to bring money into it, that's a really good option. And as you mentioned, I think there's apps out there. You could use monopoly money. You could create your own just with some paper. Um, or you could have like a virtual points where you just keep track on your phone, you know, of how many points the kids had or, you know, how, uh, what they've spent. Um, and so I think you can get started with that, you know, you know, pretty early. Um, I would say, and I think we're getting close to, uh, to time, but uh, the overall thing, I think when you're looking at training your kids is you want to have the goal of making them independent. And Cody talked about this, you know, a little bit in the beginning, but I think this should be the end goal at least what I hope a parent would like, obviously you want to be there for your kids. I think every parent would say that of if their kid needs something later on in life, they'll be there for. Them. But I think the, the hope as well with parents is as a kid leaves the house, you'd want them to be set up for success to exist on their own, to not be dependent on others, to be self-reliant um, and independent from you as the parent. Um, I think, you know, um, you know, not that there's, you know, anything wrong if people want to still, um, uh, you know, rely on their parents for things. Um, and if, you know, if you need to do what you need to live. Um, but I do know some that they, they make enough to, they shouldn't have to still be having their parents pay for a lot of their stuff. Right. I'm just going to be frank with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if you need to move it back in with your parents, do it. I'm not discouraging that in any way. I'm just saying, I know plenty of people that have high paying jobs and then go buy Coachella tickets for, you know, 500 bucks or whatever, but yet their parents are paying for their phone plan and, you know, for a bunch of other stuff, just calling it like I see it. And I, you know, I have seen really do that. And so I think the, the goal for myself, at least I hope other parents would be trying to make them independent and make them flourish. I'd want my kids, you know, to flourish on their own with the principles that I've given them and not constantly be kind of this dependent um, mentality where they're always relying on me for everything. I want to teach them how to exist on their own. And I think you could start that early. So it's not kind of at the end where you're trying to rush and teach them all these things. I think you could teach them the principles. And then once they get out on their own, then they can apply it. And obviously if they need help or, you know, advice and, you know, things along the way, definitely be there for them. Um, but I think the overarching goal of, you know, of all this. And I, you know, I think what we, um, what parents would want is you want your kids to succeed on their own. You want them to go and, um, uh, kind of go out and, uh, and flourish. And so you don't, you know, I think if you don't teach them these money things, I think they're going to be coming back to you, you yeah. know, to pay for, to pay for stuff. Yeah. Um, or, you know, it's just going to be very difficult. So I think along this path, you want to be teaching your kids how to be independent from you and think on their own. Um, and be able to, you know, kind of rely on what you've taught them, um, but ultimately, you know, still be successful. So any thoughts on that, Cody? Yeah, any, yeah. I mean, disagree? next week we'll we'll talk a little bit more in detail because uh, there's some stuff you could really do to help set up your kids for success to, to be able to kind of jumpstart them into adulthood where they can, you know, kind of have a, an edge um, where otherwise, you know, if they were just thrown into the world, you know, it'd be a little bit more difficult to get their feet on the ground. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that next week. But I mean, the whole goal, like William said, is 
teach them to be independent. You know, you don't want them 35 in your basement, you know, paying their phone bill. Um, you don't want that for your kids. You want them to be able to, to, you know, take care of kids of their own for one day and be able to, mm-hmm. to, you know, be productive in society and live, live a life to their fullest. So to do that, I think, you know, teaching them at a, as young an age as possible, the tool that we all use every day, money, is is super important. Probably the one of the most important topics out there, other than you know being kind and you know a couple of basic math principles, I guess, and some English. But um, I mean, it should be day one, in my opinion. Like day one, kindergarten. It's like, all right, boys, we're gonna learn about IRAs. You know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, you know, just just keep that in mind. I yeah, I think I I personally just think it's really important. Um, definitely some topics to to consider giving your kids. Uh, at an early age and next week we'll get a little bit more about you know how you can help help them set up maybe um you know bringing in that money for those older age kids as those teenagers how they can you know use that uh to to you know get ahead uh, we can talk about 529 plants a little bit if you want to uh just all these kinds of things maybe uh how you can teach them investing uh stuff like that uh, but uh but yeah guys i mean just teaching them to be independent i think it's it's a super mm-hmm. important important thing any last thoughts will yeah, I was going to say one quick thing. Um, you know, as we're talking about um, teaching kids about money and we are like, a, uh, you know, a finance based podcast here. Um, so but if, if there's one key principle, Cody and I repeat a lot, it's about moderation and balance. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say is, yes, the stuff we're saying and we're going to say it's important, but there's a lot of other things you also need to teach your kids. So don't feel like it's, you know, we're saying this is the only thing you teach them. We're just saying, hey, it's an important part of the overall package of what you're teaching your kids um you know and it should be a key element to that but it's not the only thing there's plenty of other very important things you know that um you know also need to be a focus so don't feel like we're saying that this is the one thing you know you got to do <laughs> um there's a lot of other things like as you mentioned kindness respect you know things like that those need to be implemented as well it's not just you teach them money and they're good um i think there's a lot of character things as well um that yeah. go with that development so all in balance, all in moderation of, you know, of, of what all you're doing. Um, but definitely, I think if, if it's not a part, it should be of, you know, you training your kids. Absolutely. Um, you know, kind of teaching them. That, right before we wrap up, I mean, um, one thing to keep in mind is, though, you want to teach them that money is a tool. You know, you don't want to teach your kids a love of money. You know, we all know the right. phrase, love money is the root of all evil. And that's 100% true. And money will just make you more of what you already are. So you want to make your kids wise with tools, wise with, mm. with, and they need to just see money as a tool, as something that helps them mm. benefit others, benefit themselves, benefit them, their family to help them achieve their goals. That's, that's ultimately what money is. We need to keep mm. that mindset as we teach them that. Yep. Yeah. So, but anyway, guys, we'll get into it uh, next week, a little bit more in part two. Uh, get a little bit more detail. Uh, but if you guys have any questions, uh, visit our website, www.willandcody.com. We'll answer your questions there, maybe on the podcast, or we'll answer them directly. Uh, but anyway, guys, we'll see you next week on part two. Uh, hope you guys have a good week. See you guys. <laughs>